0: Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Viking Heads. Check out Phoenix Rods at phoenixrods.com or check them out on Instagram at phoenixrods. Check out Viking Heads at Co on Instagram and vikingheads on the interweb. Um, today's episode is with Dave Monig from Coast Airbrush. Uh, this is a really cool one. He's very helpful I'm sure a lot of you guys that uh, are bait makers go into Coast or have been there and ask Dave for, uh, you know, some advice. So this is a little heavy on the bait making, on painting. If you guys ever wanted to get into it, this is probably a good episode to listen to. He breaks down a lot of different paints, a lot of different uh, brushes, stuff to use, how to use them, a little bit of everything. And uh, he's all around a great guy. He's helped everyone you could probably think of that's painted baits. Um, you know, just talking to him and giving him a little bit of advice. And, uh, so thanks again, Dave, for coming on. Check out coast airbrush. You guys probably already do. They're uh, down by my house. So it's cool to, if you guys come to the toy drive or something, you can go check them out. So, uh, thanks again for coming on, Dave. Um, this month's Patreon will be announced today. I've been the busiest ever of my life right now. We're, uh, I, I, uh, getting ready for toxic day. We'll have finesse heads there. Um, the uh my boat i'm almost done with it i should be done with it today i think me and whack are gonna go do a sea trial tomorrow so uh just to make sure everything works for the olive crest you'll hear that episode on thursday so i'm doing the olive crest tournament i'm out of this boat now um so i'm trying to get it all done i be- redid the whole freaking thing i bought it tore it all apart now i'm almost done fixing it the way i want it so sorry guys i've been lagging on everything especially the podcast and uh The Patreon. It's stuff sitting here. I'm going to post it up tonight. Take my time and I'll announce it. Uh, And I'm going to be redoing the lowdown rod that the uh, one person won that they never uh, actually claimed it. So uh, we'll be redoing that raffle as well. So someone will win the lowdown. Uh, I think I got to see which one. I think it was for the Bobby BDE. I'm not sure. But it was one of them. And uh, what we'll do is we'll uh, redo that tonight as well. So it'll be It'll be cool. Um, Toxic Day, the 24th. I'm sure everyone's going to be there. It's going to be cool. Can't wait to see all you guys. We'll be doing a ton of podcasts uh, and selling some heads. I'm not going to have a ton because I just haven't had the time to really get a big stock going. We're going to more stores. If you guys want to check out Viking Heads, you can go to Performance Tackle and Melton's uh, Newport. Those are the only two stores I have. We have one more coming next month, and I'm pretty excited about that one. Uh, nothing online right now because of that I'm, I'm working on getting all this stuff done And uh, Should have some sick episodes I don't even know if I'm going to do an episode next week because I'm getting ready Oh I might, Jared's coming down for the week So I might do one with Jared, something cool uh, It'll be cool, he's staying at my house So we'll be able to, we're going to try to do some calico fishing Maybe we'll do something cool Um, That's about it Anyone that's not up at Patreon, I greatly appreciate it Thank you guys for all the support If you could leave a 5 star review on iTunes Appreciate that the rest of the month's patreon is sponsored by swimbait underground. They'll be donating some su electric glasses So you guys will have a chance at those. Thank you. Su um, And if you haven't checked them out go check out and buy a pair I wear them uh, the fat bulls are called that's my style the stacker I love it um, And that is about it. So I hope you guys like this episode the next one will be Ed Smith and Dave uh, Abelin. They're going to be talking about Olive Crest. Also, Ed Smith is a, is a great dude. He uh, does photography. And he also fished with Mickey a lot in the salt a long time ago. So he talks a little bit about fishing glides, you know, on the break walls. It's a really cool episode. Uh, so check that one out. And they also talk about the foundation that they're part of and uh, that I'm going to be working with a little bit too, Olive Crest. So check that out. I hope you guys like this episode. Again, if you leave a five-star review, and I'll see you guys. Toxic Day, the twenty fourth, the best, the best show, swim bait show there is. Period. Can't wait. All right, guys, thanks for listening. All right, welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have one for the bait makers. This is uh, someone that I've been going to for the last uh, oh. <laughs> no problem, the last couple years probably like 10 years off and on because I've, I've been painting lures like jerk baits and stuff like that and uh coast airbrush i mean whenever people come down here they're usually down here and they come check it out they're like oh you're right by there so it's dave how do you say your last name monig monig okay so dave uh you own coast airbrush correct Yep. Yeah, 34 like, years 34 years he owns coast airbrush he does it also, i'm gonna say 80 to 90 percent of the bait makers out there are using his paint. Uh, the swim bait guys, we do a lot of big swim baits. I'll show you some of them that are done. And uh, a lot of these guys come down there and talk to you. So I figure, man, why not have the... I have all these painters come on that are really good and give us tips. I'm like, well, well now I'll get the guy that actually does the paint and does it all himself. So uh, I guess talk
1: about how you got into painting. Oh, man. It was one of those things in high school, long story short, where... Um... You know, I had an aviation career going on, and uh, I decided that uh, I didn't have enough money to pursue it. So I was actually right here in Fullerton, pumping gas at AFI, and no way finished high school. And then my dad was working for a previous company, so he was really the original founder with, okay. with me, and we started Coast Airbrush together after he left another company, Pacific Airbrush. Mm-hmm. They were just doing things a little differently, and my dad just said, "Hey, you know, would you want let's work, let's do this in front of our old you know uh, family garage where he used to work on cars." So he really got me into it. And so with our family being kind of mechanically inclined through, you know, the generations, that's where I fell into the art where I was never really great at art, but I learned the mechanical side of it. And that's where airbrushing and compressors and the physics of it, or what I really kind of capitalized on, you know, how to teach people how to, you know, put the paint through the airbrush successfully Mm -hmm. and not tearing it apart and stuff like that. So that's really where I came in. And then I started painting clubs. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I did backdrops and banners and, you know, Oh, stuff no for, way. Yeah. So, like, big stuff. Yeah. Newport Beach and Huntington okay. Beach and, you know, Australian Beach Club back in the day. So, and, you were
0: doing like the murals? Yeah. Okay. Kind of like that. But that was yeah. in sp- uh, with the spray paints. But same, yeah. same deal.
1: Yeah. Instead of actually painting, uh, you know, actual bait at the time. I was painting a lot of big fish. Just yeah. subsequently, you know, big neon fish yeah. uh, under blacklight. light. So, yeah. I, you know, Australian Beach Club wanted stuff like that, and some of the other clubs that were down by the ocean. So
0: nice. So, how did you start? I guess learning the airbrush side of it, and where did you? Uh,
1: what did you start with? What then? What did they have? What were you using? T-shirts was a real big thing. Okay. And you know, to, to date myself, uh, commercial illustration and magazine covers. Okay. Uh, even the newsreels that you see, like. Those were handmade by our customers. Mm-hmm. That was not digital. It yeah. just didn't exist. So, um, you know, getting started was like t-shirts was a thing, and then doing wall murals and banners. Automotive would, had died out, and we kind of call it automotive, but you know, vans and stuff from the '70s and the original guys, you know, Larry Watson from mm-hmm. the, from these areas, and you know, um, Ed Roth. That had kind of died. And pinstriping, lettering, leafing, it was like taboo to even do it. So a good friend of mine, Craig Frazier, um, was always twisting my arm about automotive urethanes. Okay. And I was always saying water base is the future, but, uh, it's so funny how it just keeps coming full circle. Cause we have a lot of people in the Bates world that do use water base. Yeah.
0: That's, we'll talk about that later. The differences. Okay. Yeah. And I won't jump too far ahead. But, uh,
1: <laughs> you know, that's, that's really where we just, we just picked things that were interesting to us. And that was, what was interesting was to do big backdrops cause I could go to the club and you know, drink for free. <laughs> <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> I used to have a, a big bar tab there, but you know, taken care of, but, uh, that's where I really started. And then I, I really got enthralled. Um, again, I know I could just talk for days, but uh-huh. my brother, uh, my dad and I restored a Porsche and my middle brother, when we were actually all in New York doing a seminar, he passed away in it in Tribuco Canyon. Oh, um, no way. It was a build with the Emory family. who's okay. Like Porsche royalty. Yeah. And so it's a, you know, vintage Porsche. And, um, you know, uh, Painting that Porsche in house of color, Craig Fraser came down and to commemorate my brother, we just decided to paint up his jet ski that was thrashed. Okay, so I fiberglassed it, painted it up, and Craig was just in his sinister laugh. was like he has this like really signature sinister <laughs> laugh. He would he would laugh at me because he could see how surprised I was at the adhesion, the flow, and how you know we you know water based acrylics are great. Not talking bad about them at all. Mm-hmm. You know, but just I was so impressed, and he was like taking tape on him and ripping it up, and I'm going wow. this is incredible because i'd only known enamels and yeah you know enamels are slow drying you know sticky they get on everything and just it would i literally passed out a couple times i think from airbrushing without a mask with an enamel (laughs)
0: because i bet it just
1: but the urethanes didn't bother me so yeah that's where i ended up and just i i decided to do these kits and i called the owner of house of color john Mm Kosmoski, at the time and, and this young kid and i said i got this great idea and I was trying to present myself. I even like role played in the mirror. I think a little bit of how I was going to talk to him. Yeah, because I wanted his permission. And he goes, "Wow, I really am impressed with what you kids are doing with our, with our product." Yeah, you have my permission. Very nice presentation, he said. And okay. I, said, I was like, whew. <laughs> <You> know, <so laughs> the rest was history. You know, we started doing the urethanes, and that led to the aerosols. You know, for people that don't have. So, spray what guns. you were making? What exactly? Well, we were taking his automotive paint line, mm-hmm. which no one in their right mind would go buy a quart to go paint a bait, you know, or even an RC car body, or even to do motorcycles. You would yeah. have to buy it and have this arsenal, this huge amount of paint. So we just said, we're going to pour it into small quantity. And then we were going to use it unconventionally. See, candies were just something that you put on a car. Craig, the master that he was, showed me that these translucent dyes were not only vibrant, but if you put them over a pearl, you could see through and still see the pearl. And then for the bait guys, obviously, candies are a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's very fish-like, you know, you've got a a ground coat or a base, typically let's just say, you know, metallic silver, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to just lay a candy over the top of it and voila, you know, you're seeing through and you're getting that really fishy kind of awesome look that, you know, hopefully you're catching fish with. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Art of the fisherman. That's right.
0: (laughs) So you started breaking these kits down and you were, you were pouring like eight ounce bottles and stuff like that. Four ounces and one ounces. And then
1: showing people how to mix the candies and use the concentrates. The actual aniline dyes that were, they were originally intended and they say right on there intensifier. They were designed for the original candies that came as like a two-part system. So they would lessen the amount of coats by adding this intensifier or Mm -hmm. candy concentrate. It was our idea to put it in a binder or Craig's idea and airbrush with it. So it dried real fast, you know, and you could just sit there and layer it and build it up. And it was like a value system. If you wanted to go more coats, it just, they would darken. Mm -hmm. It's different with a base coat color or a solid type of color because once you reach the saturation, yellow is just going to be the same yellow. Yeah. But it uh, was so amazing to me painting on that jet ski and the light bulb just went off. And I was like, I can make money at this. <laughs> and then
0: at back then, how, how much has the technology changed with the airbrushes themselves from um, well, then to now?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's great that you asked that because everybody was using a bottom fed t-shirt style airbrush. Mm-hmm. And... What that means is, like I've always described to people, when you the physics of it, you wouldn't go to McDonald's, order a shake, and if they handed you a cocktail straw, you would look at them very weird. Most people yeah. know that that the physics don't add up. So textile paints were really thick, as well as for the RC guys, and even you know water based baits. If you're looking for mm-hmm. coverage, you need that passageway to be big, like that McDonald's straw. Yeah, and illustrators had died off, and so we were trying to fill that void with. Um, Canvas, like doing fine art, but it was really shunned back then. Like if you used airbrush, oh my gosh, you know, we don't want you in our gallery. (laughs) Now it's like, we want you in our gallery. Yeah, right. So that's good, but uh, we use gravity fed. Okay. And the gravity allowed us to work at lower pressures because of the physics, you know, pushing the paint through instead of siphoning it up the tube and it made it very maneuverable around a three-dimensional object. Mm-hmm. So when you're using a bottle fed, it's maneuverable, but you have the breather hole or the vent hole off to the side and then if you tilt it and don't have it filled up, it's going to suck dry. So gravity allowed us to be able to paint on helmets and motorcycle tanks and car hoods okay. and that is also great for modelers. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got off the phone, I was almost late being here cuz I had a guy a train guy, you know, that just
0: Are even the um, the Warhammer uh, yes, those ones. yeah mm-hmm. my buddy he got all into it and he was oh, doing yeah. airbrush stuff with that too as well
1: most of the war, war gamers mm-hmm. they they brush okay. they layer and they brush and they like the texture of it mm-hmm. but more are starting to get the airbrushes yeah. Yeah. the problem that we've always faced is you know of course we want to sell stuff but it's so hard for me to break away from those roots and just get onto the amazon train or you know the internet train yeah. of just selling junk
0: <laughs> and you don't want you, I, feel I like, don't. Yeah, that's... you know,
1: and it's paid off to a degree because it's it's funny. Everything kind of comes full circle if mm-hmm. you hold your course. You know that people need the information, and this guy that called, thank you so much. I mean, it's just it's so great to hear people's voices when they're having success with what they like to do, and so it's hard for us to put that all in a video. And you know, so I, it's an honor to come down here and do this podcast. Yeah. if somebody picks up on something I say and it, and it helps them, it perpetuates the market. And then I get to keep my job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of guys come when they come down to do a toy drive at Chain Reaction down yeah. in Anaheim every year, uh, every December. And dudes will go, hey, isn't Coast here? And then, then they'll drive down to Coast and go check it out. Because, Disney's a big draw. And it's like everything. You have everything there. Like any little parts, everything, colors. Like everyone goes there for all this. So it's like, oh, you're right there. Let's go check it out. I'm like, yeah, go ahead and go, you know, and buy the new gun ask questions, you know, I'm very
1: fortunate, you know, but I have to say, you know, people that do know me know that I've put a lot of passion Mm -hmm. and I don't sell out. I really try to, you know, push the envelope, try new products. We put our money where our mouth is or my mouth is, Mm -hmm. but I got to say that I can't do it without a team. You know, you can only grow so big and if the people around you aren't great as well, you can only do so much. Yeah. And so we're sticking to that repertoire. We're going to keep with that, you know, even going into this digital age where it's just like sell more, sell more. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to end my career having fun again, you know, just really having fun. And I love the, the, the ocean. I mm-hmm. love the water. I've had a boat at Dana point for many years and, you know, love fishing Yeah. and don't do it enough. But um, <laughs> I, I really enjoy talking to anglers yeah. and people and the bait community, you know, I mean, you know, it is, uh, it's exciting because I see the glimmer in their eye when they see the information we give them about the materials and it just, and it just goes, wow, you know, so that's really gratifying.
0: And a lot of these guys, when they start painting, uh, you know, I don't know anything. So I'm asking someone else. Sometimes you're applying on something where it's like, we're not even you know doing the same resin I'm doing lead or sure. they're doing something else so it's like
1: it all changes everything changes it you know? does and yeah. you know silicon baits we have a clear coat that we're going to start selling many industry people know oh, the clear yes. you know and it's funny enough it's actually made here locally down the street from coast no way so i'm like whoa but we just haven't really released it mhm We've you know COVID's wiped us all out as far as like what we're capable of doing because of our suppliers
0: and that factory burn too right for the
1: factory from the resins yeah. was a huge hit mm-hmm. and so also Iwata our number one supplier of airbrushes they had to move mostly because of their containers coming in from China everything is kind of finally
0: leveling Back out down now. To where and should... so
1: we feel like we can spend more time with everybody the RC industry in mm-hmm. particular. Uh, we're very involved in doing like the Red Cats, the little low riders that I, I love. Yeah. And, and other cars that are now want clear coats on the surface, not just your traditional Lexan car body. Mm-hmm. It's upping the game, the, rea- the realism, and then the things that we do. Same thing with the bait yeah you know you're you're using different clear coats and we're finding a lot of people that are like oh my gosh i can clear this in two minutes it's it's totally done and i can wrap it up and ship it
0: that's the one i want we'll talk about later okay that's that's one i really want to break down because i'm there's a lot of pieces to it and if you don't ask questions you're not gonna know yeah and that'll be cool to talk about um did did you work on your own color lines as well like making your own color line i you know
1: I've been offered money okay. to sell out because they go, wow, we could give you your own line. We'll get behind you. Even we'll finance it. And I just feel like it's easier to talk about other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as I get older, it's and as, as open and as aggressive I am sometimes, it's the Dave Monig show. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to be that guy. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm, I'm being more aware of it where before I wasn't aware that sometimes, you know, you I don't want to say, you know, I just don't, you just push yourself on somebody, you know, I'd rather just people, you know, if they want the information that we're here, but I do so much that, you know, there are people sometimes will look at you weird and oh the owner of coast 34 years, you know, it's like, you know, Oh man, what does this guy know? But I, I just want to be open-minded to listen to everybody, you know, and just really become wiser and in, in, in the market that I'm in. And, and again, like I said, have fun. So I'm and at the same to,
0: time, you're you're kind of like
1: an artist too,
0: as well as oh, you like, so yeah. you don't want to be like, I only want to push my own color line or I only want to push. Exactly. There might be something different you want to use for this application, right? Exactly. Yeah. And
1: so, and, and, you know, if someone wants to use water base, I am there with guns a We show little tricks that most people don't know. And that's why I kind of brought some little things to remind me, you know, that like with the water-based acrylics, just adding this aliphatic, mm-hmm. this, which was designed as a clear, but we put it in just 10%. We get that adhesion, we get still remain with the flexibility, and we get an emulsification. That Mm -hmm. means that we can put the paint on thinner, which makes it more durable. Yes. And, um, you know, the flow, everything about it is just better for the acrylic. But people say, why don't they just put that in there? I'm starting to make some of my own colors that way. Okay. I'm doing things to experiment with that. And that being, I use this in the paint. But I also add candy to existing pearls or metallics or solid colors. And the flow and the emulsification and the durability, everything right out of the bottle. Mm -hmm. So when I showed that to like Createx colors, they were super excited at first. But then, you know, because I'm like, this is how we can go. We can make it this way. And uh, I think that they just want to remain kind of in their their realm of just doing, you know, like a simple yeah, something that you, yeah, just keeping it ultra simple. And unfortunately, that's not the world we live in, in my opinion. No, not at all anymore. People want the next best thing, and so you know, uh, I sometimes push a little too hard. <laughs> but uh, that's but what you we're can doing. Be, at least
0: you can supply this and and uh, give it to people and be like, hey, this is what I do. This is mm-hmm. the formula I put together. Yeah, we're teaching you know? people how to make yeah. it and
1: the formulas, and then uh, you know the product works on its own. It's just. Works a lot better, you know, with one of their additives that you add to it.
0: Yeah. So, the uh, Do you still give classes? We do. Um, okay.
1: Cool. We're just kind of in between because of COVID, and we're finishing up major projects. You okay. know, I do the electric paint thing, and mm-hmm. the boat industry, and off-road industries, and now I've got a, a place in Indiana that does big rigs. They're wanting to fly us out there, and wow. um, you know, have them do this whole big rig. So that's a whole other uh, topic, but. That's where you know you never know where we'll be. Will we be lighting up baits in the future, yeah, right. <laughs> I've lit up shoes, and how does that work? uh well, it's basically liquid copper and then an insulator, and then the color itself, okay. and a frequency coming off of a you know power supply okay uh excites the color and it lights up. Okay. Does it have to be connected wired or is it yes. more okay, yeah, connected All right. wire but um i mean who knows where we'll be some of these baits are getting you know to sell for quite a few dollars you know yeah. you get into like lar- you know, uh, you know bluefin tuna at, yeah but even
0: it's the it's the flying. yeah do you do you deal with some of the i do really yeah so he came over because you guys were closed uh, it was um jazz yeah yeah so he's that's a big one he's he's kind of on his own yeah. he uh he i know he has a certain way he does it and it's super cool and he came on and he's been on before as well. Uh, Excellent, yeah. Matt from '86. I know if you talked to Matt Hahn before. Yeah. He's been on. He he's a buddy. But it's cool to hear. Like everyone uses you, even you know, in the bluefin it's stuff. And,
1: such an honor, you know. And like I said, we we want to focus to you know, we like these small little niche markets. But when you look at it now, it's not just a small niche market. And you know, they don't use as much paint as when we paint in a big rig or a plane or yeah. a car, but. Uh, the excitement is there for us and, yeah. and the support that we get from the airbrush parts and the airbrushes and the compressors and the tapes, you know, and then the clear coats, you know, we now have a non-toxic clear. I won't jump to that, because you <laughs> want me to, but you know, it's uh you know, we've got things that are so interesting. The clean
0: armor is non-toxic.
1: Yeah. It's an, it, it's, there's no solvent in it. Wow. It doesn't shrink. I mean, you know, you let yeah. me know when you want me to talk about it. <laughs> no, I uh we know.
0: We'll kind of work our way there. So sure. let's talk, about airbrushes and um like when i got mine i had the eclipse um, i think it's just the it's the single action not you know you just pull it in and out uh well double you push down yeah, for air back for color no i don't i just push it down oh you have the single, single. the yeah. say okay yeah i like it's just simple for me okay. what
1: what do you recommend like as a starter so say you know what are your three airbrushes you're going to recommend i'll tell you what tiger woods can play golf with just a bunch of sticks that we, uh, tree branches that we probably pulled off, right? Mm You can probably play, but I guarantee you ain't gonna play very good. (laughs) So people say, oh, it's the, the, we'll get you know internet warriors that'll sometimes." oh, it's the person behind the brush. Mm -hmm. Everybody has an opinion and I'm good with that. But in all honesty, not when it boils down to the physics in my opinion. And that is why the eclipse is so successful is it's a compression fit nozzle. When people start taking these things apart, you ever notice when you take something apart, it starts to loosen. It's not as tight as it once was. Yes. You know, and so your seals aren't as good. So it's, it's, it's leans more toward the analogy of me telling people it's like drinking out of a broken straw. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to heat up beeswax. We'll have to do things. The eclipse is a soft metal brass to brass fluid nozzle. The very end on the gravity fed is platinum alloy. We Mm -hmm. leave that on there. It's factory sealed. Basically what all that means is that you're going to get a good seal and you can take the airbrush apart for a deep cleaning as many times as you want can't really do that with other airbrushes. They start to weaken people break the threads off, but more importantly, it's that large passageway. Okay. And you have that large passageway. It, the, the material in all of its viscosities and additives like flakes and pearls is going to go through to the very tip of that nozzle a lot more freely with less, you know, restriction. So, uh, also the quality, you know, the plating, the trigger sizes, the accessories, The way everything matches, it's just a really sound, good, efficient air using device Mm -hmm. or airbrush. So the volume, we call it CFM, is interesting to us because we can sell smaller air compressors, whereas with some other brands, they require more volume of air, not just Mm -hmm. PSI. But volume, which is called like the CFM. Grex, the
0: uh, I have the bigger, the green one.
1: Grex is actually one that is not bad. Now they don't have the compression style nozzle, mm. but the threads are large enough. Yeah, and the passageway is large enough. We like it, but it's it, you know it's a little on the heavier side. Um, Iwata and all of its you know line that they have it really kind of covers a lot of bases. So yeah, we, so we showcase it, but Grex at slightly less cost is a very nice line. Mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of lines out there, but not ones that are consistent with their packaging and their uh, distributorships where you can get parts. We're about to see another, uh, well-known brush that, or not to say well-known, but another hopefully well-known brush that they wanted go away. And now all these people that bought what them, is that? well, I, I'd rather not say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, it, It kind of proved that you know we stayed our course and these people that tried to kind of sell kind of the replica iwata's you know it it didn't work yeah it's it's a lot harder than you thought and you know they weren't taking the physics approach to it so Mm -hmm. theirs didn't have what we have and so over time you win the war yeah
0: so on when you're choosing the brush um what would the application be say if you're going to paint a bait for the difference between a gravity fed and a bottom fed,
1: well, bottom fed, you need more air pressure uh-huh. and more therefore more CFM. And some people like it because they can put a bottle on there and it's just a lot of volume. But technically when you're doing detail, the paints are rolling off the end of the needle. And so you'll see us painters like t-shirt painters in, in particular, we'll push down for air off to the side and pull the trigger all the way back and forth rapidly. What we're doing is letting a large wet amount of paint clean off any debris And that debris usually gets built up onto the nozzle because it's rolling off the end of the needle, right? And a small amount of paint will dry a lot faster than a large wet amount of paint. Mm -hmm. So when we're doing detail, we'll occasionally just kind of go off to the side and go, you know, like that. But the real key is to hold the air down with a double action. You push down for air, you pull back for color, but you must never let the air off. Mm -hmm. You have to push the trigger forward. Otherwise it leaves residual paint on the end of the needle it does one of two things. It either dries and clogs up in the air cap, mm-hmm. or you push down for air again and it spits. And everybody sees that and they like, oh, I just ruined my bait. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've done it.
1: <laughs> the other thing that we teach is on hard, non-absorbent surfaces, you know, baits, mm-hmm. that you really want to uh, dry the color so you're feathering. So the air is constantly going, but you're like that. You're feathering the material and get letting it bite, breaking the surface tension, letting it bite. Mm-hmm. And then, the paint can kind of start to layer upon itself where it melts into itself. So it's technique, you okay. know, and that it helps with the adhesion. It helps with the drying of the paint. We have a number of people that have uh, problems primarily with layering acrylics. Uh, you know, the water-based acrylics, they'll put a coat down and they're impatient and they'll put another coat down and another coat. Well, now you just sealed it like a blanket. It's almost like putting a lid over mm-hmm. the thing and that's the exposed to the air. The last coat that you put on is, is the one that's going to dry and seal and leave everything underneath wet. Still. Wet, So that becomes a problem with every kind of chemical resin, whether it be. So
0: when when you're going in between coats, like say, for instance, mm-hmm. you could pick up one of these baits and look at sure. it. You can hold one up. So like, say you're doing that base coat, which is that silver. Mm-hmm. And say you're working with uh, the, uh, how long are you tra- waiting for
1: a dry time usually? On a base coat, which is thicker. Yeah. And we try to point that out to people, too, with certain colors, like pearl orange. I got to layer a lot of pearl orange even over white to get it to be filled. And Mm -hmm. you don't want to cover up the detail in the mold, Mm -hmm. things like that. So they have, in the water-based acrylics, auto-borne sealers. They're very thin, and they have aliphatic in them. They're very aggressive as a binder and still flexible. They're wonderful because you have your primary colors. So if someone gets used to using them, and then they have a secondary set that Createx makes Mm -hmm. in their line of like orange and stuff that you don't have to mix. But with primary colors, you can mix any shade of blue, yellow, green. I just shade down. So if i got a pearl lime green, lay that down. And now you're just dusting over it. Okay. So you're painting faster. Otherwise, if I sit there and put a nice pearl orange, I really should put it on there with the airbrush. I'm gonna wait probably five minutes, six okay. minutes, then the next coat. Okay. Some people will use a hairdryer in between coats or a heat gun at a distance. That is okay with air movement but you've got to seal it all the way around, and you've got to do it in between every light layer. <laughs> yeah. You cannot do a bunch of layers or a yeah. thick, thick layer and then seal the top because, again, everything Are, underneath the. be Do you want to do be the wet. same
0: thing with the lacquer as well, too? Would you want to wait?
1: Lacquers, uh, well, we don't use a lot of lacquers, but the urethanes mean? I mean, the urethanes, yeah. Urethanes, that's the amazing thing is that they're extremely chemical-driven, and so when you're using a reducer in it, it comes out, and that's it. You don't have that problem.
0: So, so you could paint like you could paint your your base silver and then come right back with the black as much. long as yeah. it's pretty yeah. set up.
1: And it cuz cuz the the solvent that's in the original base mm-hmm. will actually attack the whatever layers you put down and get out. The solvent will get out. Water doesn't do that as easily. Okay. You know, they do have really nice Createx has some really nice, you know, thinners and stuff instead of using water that we would recommend, but it doesn't get out as fast. And so that's where people will sometimes have adhesion issues you know, with their baits when they're taping and doing graphics on them. So we kind of try to tell them, you know, be patient in between coats or like for fancy people, we use a shortwave infrared. To just
0: dry in between coats. Yeah.
1: Because, well, yeah, or, or at all before yeah. before I clear. Because if you if you use any of our urethane clears, even our clean armor clear uh-huh. or an epoxy, you're encapsulating now. The water cannot get through there. It's gonna, but it, water is hydraulic, and it'll find a way to separate from the surface. So that's where you see things chip easier, or kind of come apart. So if your base is really, really dry, and you're relying on the mechanical dull surface of the paint, then you're in good shape. Yeah. Solvents are kind of the opposite. If the paints <laughs> are still wet, or you know, dry to the touch, but if they're still got like solvent in them, then the clear knocks on the door. It's like, let me in, bro. Yeah. And it soaks into it. So the clear being slow, slow you know, curing and slow drying the solvent remains in there and it just softens up the surface of the paint and then goes into it and fuses.
0: Okay. That's why you have that window with uh, the primer. Exactly. Where it's like, how long's the window Well,
1: with primers and stuff? Yeah. You, you know, there, that's a whole other you know topic when you talk about yeah. like urethane primers, mm-hmm. but yeah, you have a, a window where it's still soft enough dry that you can even dry sand it, but it's open enough to where everything will soak in.
0: How long do you recommend if you're going to, if someone's on paint, like say, they're going to primer a line of bait. Uh, how like, many, how like, quick should they be putting their next coat on?
1: Well, from the person that's doing production, we even do a two-part house of color primer mm-hmm. sealer, and they come in like yellow and, and white and everything. Uh, with two coats on, you know, letting it flash like five, six minutes in between, you're really looking at um, uh, an open window of about an hour and a half.
0: Okay, wow.
1: Yeah, I would try to keep it under the hour, because, okay. you know, you got to take into consideration when you read these directions that people don't air temperature and air movement. Yeah. You know, yeah. if air's moving over the surface everything, it just, it draws the, the water or the solvent out of it. And so those there's little things like that, but just to backtrack on to like this, UVLS, mm-hmm. this is an automotive grade product. It's a polyurethane, right? Aliphatic product, polyurethane. When you add this to your colors. It really improves whether you're using an epoxy or if you're using uh, automotive urethane clear. It really improves the adhesion of the clear to the paint. Right? That's a whole
0: nother thing too that we I came in. and You kind of showed me on. Yeah. So that was just ten percent. Is... Yeah.
1: And it will it will let it will actually let the urethane clear penetrate a water based product more deeply. Wow.
0: So it's like a complete. You're going to use that most of the time.
1: I do, yeah. You know, because it's just such a dream. It's actually easier to clean out. It flows better. <laughs> it dries faster too. Like like or, or cures faster. It doesn't dry necessarily faster, but it'll it'll harden up and be more of a sandable substrate. Okay. Whereas a lot of these acrylics, they kind of are a little rubbery. Mm-hmm. You know, so this just makes it actually this makes it more like a urethane. So, yeah. Right. Uh,
0: so then, um, with the with this and and you know you kind of have your wait time, like you said, a little bit putting on. Uh, your uh, second coats and whatever detail
1: with clear, what to clear you like to choose on the water base to put over What water base clear. Yeah. I mean on a bait, gosh, the best, I mean, you could use the UVLS. Mm -hmm. This is like a really good high quality water base clear coat, Mm -hmm. but I'm not a big fan, obviously, especially when you're putting it back in the water and stuff They're They're still kind of soft and, and, you know, chemicals can get into them, you know? So I don't really use the water base. You know, for a clear coat, I'm always, I'm more of a spray guy. Okay. I like to, because like, if the, if the baits, if I'm dipping them and dripping them, yeah, I do like the clean armor, either the regular clear, the automotive type clear, or even the thicker version, which is our, our laminating resin. Mm-hmm. And that's what these were done with. Just laminating yeah. resin, dripped it with a drip wire. And as soon as it's all dripped down, wow. cure it. Yeah. So boom, done. But, uh, I did some baits for another guy the other day to test up in Alaska and, you know, we're trying to go deep water, cold water. You know, clean armor, and you know, so everything needs to be tested. It's always a lot of variables when yes. you deal with the ocean. Yeah. Oh yeah, are you <laughs>
0: getting the? You know, everyone's a, everyone's. A t- I think play eighty is two K. Yeah, people are using two a Ton of people. The spray and Max, that can yeah that that exact can this stuff right Max, here. Yeah.
1: Uh, there's another one on the market that we have that doesn't actually go bad. It's decent, but it's not it doesn't harden up as much and it's definitely not as durable. Like solvents can still attack it. So this stuff is actually high end German made clear. If I, I'm not supposed to say how much like is a gallon normally for this. Uh It's like 400 bucks just for the clear. It's quality clear is what I'm saying in this can.
0: They don't sell that in the gallons though, huh?
1: Well, under another label they do. Oh, they do. And that's just it. They don't want people going, Oh man, we're being gouged for this gallon at $400 when I can buy this. It's just, it's just how it it ends up over there. there. So, you know, it's my point is, is that this is high quality clear. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so uh, it has been great for people that don't want to mix it themselves and have like a touch-up gun or a spray gun. But even the guy I was talking to before I came over here and with the trains, he's using an airbrush with just a large nozzle Mm -hmm. 0.5 and just taking his time. And you can, you can use an airbrush to clear coat baits with a two-part clear all day long
0: I was using the grex and I liked it but I just feel like it's hard to clean and take yeah. apart so I ended up getting the LPH 50 oh it's a yeah. smaller one yeah. and I I mean if if you, you got to mess with it but you can kind of control and I have a
1: rack ahead so I'm kind of yeah. just going over it like that you have the fan control yeah exactly
0: you know? so I like that one a lot that's and a great gun. it's
1: a side fed they have the, the LPH yeah. 80 which is Gravity. I have that one too as well for primer the train guy we had this exact discussion. I'm, I'm like, I'm going like this. I'm going, okay, I gotta go, man. I gotta go. I'm gonna be late. But, uh, you know, he was talking about the th two, uh-huh. which is more of like a round cone shape. And I go, that is a better round pattern than an adjustable touch-up gun.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But when it comes to having the adjustment and a better fan than the lph 80 or the 50 takeover. Those are pretty much the same guns, just one's a side fed and one's a gravity fed.
0: Yeah, those are those are I like both of those for the clear and the primer. Yeah. Cuz I feel like it's just a lot easier with the two-part primer.
1: It's a am- you know, and that just goes to show you when we put our uh, efforts into educating people, they go from buying a cheap, you know, piece of junk <laughs> kind of airbrush, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they come in and they ask and when they buy this equipment, they're blown away. They're just like, no way. This is not only durable and I don't have to go through parts and it's frustrating, but mm-hmm. the spray and in the modeling industries, they're being very critical of that now because of the details in the mold. Yeah. You can flood something on and take away the detail and it just looks like somebody poured paint on it. You want to keep it durable and even and you know, we're teaching basically modelers how to be great painters, <laughs> you know. Which so. is
0: cool. Um back to the water based I know people always have questions about the perfect uh to thin out the water base when you spray it. Right. What, what do you what would the simplest way be to yeah. put that and be like, look,
1: if I'm using the Createx yeah. wicked that we sell because not all water base is created equal. Mm-hmm. There's ones for illustration that are ready to go like art out of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And some some bait guys use it. They do. But um they have their candy line which is different. That's pretty much a 1 to 1. I take the candy and I mix it into their 4030. Or they're 40 50 clear one to one i don't really add any reducer when i'm using these colors for t-shirts straight out of the bottle 60 psi with the right style of airbrush okay but when we do illustration or baits i'm usually adding 10 percent of this this is me mm-hmm. and at least 10 to 15 percent of reducer okay either 40 12 or they're 40 11. the 40 11 they push it a lot more at Createx. I like the forty twelve. I also like it for cleanup because mm. it's it's really like a concentrated cleaner. Uh, but the forty eleven, when you mix too, it's always a good idea to give it like five ten minutes because it it's not it doesn't penetrate all the way through as quickly. Okay, you know, okay. so that's I don't know if it's a trick, but it's just something that it's not a real aggressive thinner, and Createx really tries to stay on the side of completely non toxic. You know, and so there's still a lot of acrylics out there, and that's why we steer steer clear of some of them, because if somebody's buying a water base, you know, there's tricks that companies use, like you know formaldehyde and just other things that, you know, we know it's more toxic and it gives that impression. Createx goes through great lengths to make sure that their product is you know safe for everybody, as, mm. as safe as it can be, and then they just have such a large selection of you know candies, the yeah. the, the primer sealers. The metallics, the pearls, you know, yeah. and they have the effects that a lot of the bait guys don't know about the hot rod sparkle and the, and the cosmic sparks. Yeah. Those look horrible in the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You go, you go into coast and you look at this thing and go, why in the world would I buy that? Cause like mo- almost all of it's on the very bottom and yeah. the rest of it's just all binder, but very little is all that's needed to either dust over the top of an existing color or to mix with. Yes. like i do yeah existing colors and you get these f- phenomenal effects which are fish-like you know that are will attract a fish little diamonds you know eight-sided like uh pearls mm-hmm. or the sparks which is like a pearl on steroids
0: yeah oh yeah for sure
1: and then the chameleons we are also doing water based chameleons now too in our, our own line oh nice. so we the good ones but Createx does have some you know interference and then they have you know, color shifting. So as well. when you say
0: your own line, you take it and you make the chameleon for yeah. them and you
1: sell it in a bottle, yep. which is a Cretex paint. But yeah, from... it's all Createx products, but okay. with a blend of of, how, you our, guys do yeah, it. of how, how much we put in there. When you make paint, you, uh, some companies are always out there competing with us and they're, these lines come on and they say, Oh, ours covers the best. And I'm going, well, yeah, we can make a paint cover if you add a lot of pigment.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but where's the binder? Yeah. So it's a balance, like everything in life. You know, I've always told people, you know, I won't say the curse on here, but you know, (laughs) Oh, you could die. We do horrible things on this. 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. (laughs) That's basically (laughs) what it ends up being and the bag breaks. So, you know, that's really, you know, the balance of this and just learning the acrylics, you know, and, and listening to kind of little nuances that we have, but it's so crazy lately. I'm going to come out and say this. (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm not paid one way or the other. Yeah. But so many of you guys have come to use House of Color. The I, year, the kn- I, know, thing.
0: I know a ton.
1: I mean, it's been, in the last three weeks, tenfold. And, Tons of dudes coming. And we don't the know paint. if you guys have said something, done something. <laughs> Somebody somewhere let the cat out of the bag, and everybody is freaking out. There's a
0: lot There's a lot more bait makers now, and it's, it's a, a ton of people, and there's a ton of people doing custom stuff or painting repainting baits now again, you know,
1: and the urethanes aren't that bad. They really aren't because when you breathe it, unlike an enamel, an enamel will stick to your lung tissue, horrible stuff, but the urethanes, it's just organic vapor. We even sell these charcoal filters for our box fans and they'll absorb a lot of the organic vapor. And then everything else, as soon as you're airbrushing, it's dust. Yeah. A dust mask will even help you a lot. Now we always want to be on the side of caution but urethane clears two part, that's isocyanate. Mm-hmm. Two part primers, same thing. Single component primers, which are just like light primers out of a can, not so bad, mm-hmm. but still don't breathe them. Uh, the clean armor, don't breathe it, but there's none of those nerve toxins. The UV clear coat is the, the, the black light itself is the catalyst. Okay.
0: Okay. Makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, that's one thing is like when I'm in the garage when I was and I'd spray. The primer, my wife would be like, dude, yeah. before I had it, she's like. i will choke you out. Yeah, but like when I, she'll be like, wear your mask. And I'm like, have it down and I'm airbrushing. And she's like, come on. And I'm like, all right, all right.
1: The, <laughs> the Createx Autoborn Sealer Primers mm-hmm. are really nice. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a that is that is a a sleeper within their line. And, you know, it, we sell a lot of it. But I know in certain circles, if people understood it more, we'd sell a lot more. Yeah, But it takes us reiterating, you know, explaining, oh, pearl orange or pearl lime green. Hey, put down a, uh, a light lime green sealer first Mm -hmm. and it's just two light coats of the pearl and it's phenomenal. When you stack a water-based paint, it starts to get gritty. Then your stencils don't go down as good or your light mask. And you know, a lot of people- That's a good explanation.
0: I've seen that grittiness. Yes. Yeah. It starts
1: to get gritty and then it's loses also its depth. So that's where this stuff comes in. It helps emulsify and it goes down smooth. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're using the paints the way I'm kind of describing, less coats, it's more durable, dries faster, you can move on to the next step. So sealers in a production line sense is something that people really need to take a look at. And that's what a lot of you guys are doing. There's the the guy who paints one or two and then there's the person that's doing hundreds. Yeah, like you know now two, two or three hundred baits. Yeah, they're you know? they're upping their spray guns yeah. and their equipment, and you know they're just wow. Yeah, know?
0: it's getting crazy. Um, what about adhesion promoters? You, we talked about mm-hmm. the last time I was in, kind of explained that, and when you would apply it, uh, you know, for primer especially, like where you're going to put that
1: plastic parts, you know, like on the flying fish and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and lexans. If you really want it to stick better on the water base, you can use the UVLS. Otherwise Mm -hmm. we have an even more concentrated actual adhesion promoter in the Createx line. Okay. There is an adhesion promoter in our line that will be the best, but there's not much of a difference between that and the UVLS clear. Mm -hmm. Some people are putting this down on raw stainless. Okay. You know? And so this is actually, it's surprisingly how good it's pure aliphatic, not aliphatic with pigment and other binder. So you're getting a great, adhesion and even though it's not named an adhesion promoter now on the urethane side of it plastics galvanized metals if you go into our shop you'll see those water walls Mm -hmm. you'll see you know our fish tank you know we've had that fish tank in there forever yeah you know tons we're thinking about getting rid of the real fish and we want to (laughs) we want to decorate it with baits
0: yeah that'd be cool man. and I'll, peanut, oh that'd be like, really even cool. some of the
1: silhouette fish we want to actually hang them on like put fake fish and hang them on like fishing line <laughs> yeah that'd be,
0: that'd be really cool get yeah. some of the bait makers that you know get yeah. bait and put that's, them in
1: there. that's on the list yeah and then we want to have them like hanging down you yeah. know like on the on the rocks and stuff and we're like oh this would be cool yeah oh yeah for you know? sure so but yeah I, I love the baits you know How, what what's the adhesion
0: promoter you use on the urethane okay is, yeah is, uh... sorry
1: um on the urethane we use house of color APO one okay Or there's a number of them, Bulldog that we sell, Mm -hmm. and also Sem has one. But if you're using it in aerosol, less is better. You don't want to puddle it up or coat it, overcoat it. If you do, it can work against you. And it says that in fine print. (laughs) So we get people with adhesion promoters that sometimes have a bad result, and that's just from over-application. It's really thin, watery stuff. I love the house of color Mm because I have so much time. All of our furniture, my desk, we've painted, we've used it on such crazy substrates mm. that it works good in, it, in an airbrush you know little chrome clevises or chromes that i got to do i i definitely use that or on cer- certain plastics and stuff so uh, ap01 and we sell it in small size yeah yeah
0: you know? so that would be and you were saying like say if uh for you have something little or a small bait and you know that primer dries and you're like shit i gotta sand 100 baits you could, could use the adhesive
1: promoter in its instead
0: place. in its place. Yeah. That's a big,
1: it's a chemical etch. Okay. And so like with pearls, mm-hmm. you know, technically speaking for, for the urethane, the best adhesion you're going to get now it used to be two days, but the solvent package has changed because of the VOCs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really four hours after four hours. A lot of the solvent is gone. I don't really see a huge difference, but on a technical level, if there's still a little solvent in the paint, then the clear is going to soak deeper into it and give you better adhesion. But let's say it's a pearl or metallic, you can't scuff it. That's where another way you'd use an adhesion promoter or in little channeled areas that are hard to sand, that you don't want to sand the paint off or sand, mm-hmm. in, sand into the mold. So a light little dusting of it, you're good to go. It's really up to the individual and the different baits and the contours of that bait as to whether or not I would add that as an application. Most okay. people don't. What about
0: in between uh, your clear and your final coat?
1: Would you add adhesion promoter or no? Uh, The clear coat? Yeah. Well, if you're using a two-part clear, 2K clear, you're letting it flash just so that you don't get solvent popper runs. Uh, Usually that's about, in an an aerosol, six to to ten minutes. Okay. And with most of our bigger spray gun applications, it's it's like 12 minutes. Okay. uh, Ten to 12 minutes. So you're letting it flash, then putting another coat. You can't go too far. If you wait like an hour or two hours with a regular automotive clear coat, and then you try to put more on top of it, it's like I've described it as like mixing up two-part epoxy, you know, glue. You just keep putting the two-part
0: epoxy on top of it.
1: It's not, if one underneath isn't fully cured and you put another one on top and you don't sand it, it's not going to stick. So you need the urethane to be totally cured, and then you have to sand it. And then let that gas out before you put the next layer of clear on. And the same thing happens in the automotive industries. We go up, we have people that say, oh, there's something wrong with this clear, Dave. And I'll go, okay, well, bring me the clear and let me do it. And, you know, no, nothing wrong. Well, how come my paint job soft? It's because they used a lot of the wrong stuff. Not every paint company is compatible. You lay down a primer and then you try to go straight to color and clear. Not every line can do that because the solvent package is different. Mm -hmm. So you'll trap all the solvents. You'll see body work come back, you'll see things dlam and that's the same thing with these. If you're gonna do the baits, you need to let every layer flash. but if you miss your window, if you if you're to touch an inconspicuous area and if it doesn't leave a fingerprint, you miss the window. Wow. You need to go back and either adhe- let it totally cure an adhesion and adhesion promote it, or scuff it with at least a red scotch bright. And this is
0: the same with the clear. Like you don't, if you're going to do a yeah. second,
1: second coat of clear, it's got to still leave that fingerprint. Fingerprint in. is what you're okay. looking for. And so, you know, once you've done that a few times and you don't have to always go fingerprinting everything, yeah. but um, that's really the the, the telltale. These would be like flypaper sticky. Uh, if you touch it and it's strands, it's not ready. Okay, And what can happen is the next coat can cause the other coat underneath to run, or you can get solvent pop. Solvent pop in a clear is actually good. Okay. Not good to have, yeah. but it lets you know that it's a true high solids. The crappier clears don't solvent pop <laughs> because it's all solvent. yeah. And yeah. so the solvent just woo, comes out of the resin mm-hmm. like really easy. Okay. But think of a good high solids clear, which is a more durable clear, as a, a thick blanket. Okay. You know what I mean? So every layer is like sealing it. That's why we let it flash. We want to evacuate those solvents. Same thing we do with the paints. You know, yeah. We want to let each layer kind of let the solvent package get out of there, but not enough to where it starts to cure. We don't want that clear coat to cure. We want it to be open, and we want, again, knocks on the door, the next coat, so let me in, bro, and it soaks in, and that's where you have a good adhesion all the way around.
0: Yeah, great. So since we're talking about clears, let's talk about the UV, the clean armor, because there's okay. a lot of different... I've tried it, and you're like, you're doing it wrong. You need to do this, Nick, with the light, and you know, there's a lot of procedures to make it work perfectly. I'll tell you, it
1: was. It's a year. It's just a year and a month now, Mm -hmm. and so when I was abducted by the aliens that showed me this (laughs) stuff, they took me to their mothership, Uh and they're like, "Hey, Dave, we heard you like paint," and I'm like, "Okay, cool, yeah, you know, let me check it out." And they showed me this stuff, and I'm going, "Oh yeah, that's about right. I've never seen anything like it (laughs) (laughs) from outer space, you know, of course." so um much like most of my buddies you know (laughs) so this stuff we put it in an aerosol it doesn't require a hardener it's a photochemical reaction with a particular style of uv black light 365 385 or 395 nanometer and then based on the brightness and the power you just need to establish a distance too close and it's cooking it too quickly it's not it's like curing faster than it's supposed to too far away and it just won't cure enough so there's a whatever light you're using there's a distance that it should be and we you know when we sell lights we tell people what that distance is so once you even have it in the in the thing yeah it's in there whatever yeah Yeah. and so it cures and you're looking for a two minute cure and you don't have to sand in between it's the only thing that will stick to itself but nothing sticks to this oven cleaner Uh, won't hurt it. Uh, Even aircraft stripper just laughs at it. It it doesn't even, you know, scuff it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it it was described to me as like the Hubble telescope lens. (laughs) If you could melt it down, put it in a bottle, that's kind of what it is. It's flexible, clean, self-leveling. So that's what's wild about it is it doesn't air dry. Mm -hmm. It'll just sit there and you can manipulate it. Like if you want to kiss an area or if you want to like tilt something back and forth to fill, I mean, yeah. you can sit there and manipulate this stuff until it's ready. And when you see it, it's ready on the bait and just cure it and two minutes. So That's I'll usually crazy. just twist the bait in front of the light. Or if you have multiple lights, like our production guys do, they just have lights from the sides and the top and it goes through and, cures yeah. it. you know, or they put it on a rotisserie, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's got their methods of, you know, what they're going to do, but this stuff is truly amazing. And so uh, the adhesion's been really good. You know, it just, it, the, the number one rule with it is that all of your paints, water or solvent, need to be totally dry. So with solvent, with a spray gun, four hours. Okay. Um, at least with the house of color. Mm-hmm. With water base, that depends on how you're doing it. And that's why if someone needs to speed things up, they use a shortwave infrared. So if, if they're doing a conveyor system, we'll set up like really ready to go infrareds and they'll just suck all the moisture right out. And you can just go literally straight through to clear coat. Wow. Otherwise just be a little bit patient like you normally would mm-hmm. with regular clear or epoxy or anything that you use. I'm not a big fan of epoxy. I mean, no. if you like it, I say stick with what you love, but everyone complains about how it goes bad. It's thick. It's too thick to kind of drip. Sometimes yellow. Sometimes it'll, they almost all yellow. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. That's why even some crappy automotive clear is still yellow. They don't have UV inhibitors and, that's another topic, you know, there really is no such thing as a true UV clear coat that will protect color. Yeah. If that were the case, then neons wouldn't fade. <laughs> right. But they all fade. So yeah. There's no SPF on it, but what it does is like, if you have, you know, red, it'll look faded because if the clear is turning yellow, now there's a yellow tint on top of red, makes the red look like it's fading.
0: Makes Same sense. Same thing with white. Makes sense, It starts sense, yeah. to
1: turn yellow and it's not the paint really doing it, it's really mostly the resin. So um, that's kind of where we are as far as like clarity and, and stuff like that. I, I just love the, the way that you can layer an automotive good quality urethane. House of Color UC21, phenomenal. Just a brain dead easy clear, clear coat because it's just high solids, good clean resin, and it's a Euro clear, which means that you can control fast, medium, or slow dry hardener based on your temperature. Oh, wow. Instead of having to rely on a reducer. There's no added reducer mm-hmm. to that clear. But back to the clean armor... We, we, we will thin it sometimes with 99% alcohol
0: if you're spraying. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: I leaning more toward not thinning it these days. Okay. And that's the thing with our aerosol because it has so much more alcohol added to it. Mm -hmm. Well, that changes it a little bit, but that alcohol, when you spray the aerosol, you want to wait instead of 30 seconds to where it usually takes to flow out with a spray gun we wait about two minutes and you'll literally watch the alcohol popping out of the high solids clear. Oh, wow. It's like little jumping. little yeah. looks like little bugs jumping out of it <laughs> and it boop, 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 just makes a little pops. And once that's all leveled out, you can then just cure it. That's wow. it with yeah, the light. Yeah. But the aerosol version of the clean armor that we have, because it has more alcohol in it, you just got to wait for that to come out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I tell you whether you're spraying it, dipping it, you look for the most efficient. It's also extremely high solid. So when you buy a quart of our clean armor, mm-hmm. this is equivalent to like two and a half quarts or two and a quarter quarts of a good high solids clear. Wow. And then when you take into consideration that you're not mixing A and B and throwing anything away, or if you're dipping and dripping, it doesn't go bad like the epoxy problems mm-hmm. everybody has. That's a big problem. You start opening that can and everything starts going bad. That's a curing. nice part is you, you'll you be able to save on, like if you over yeah. mix your clears, you're like, you, you can't yeah. dump it back in. It's done, you know? No, like, this just drips into the cup yeah. and you'll use it for another day, you know? So dip, drip, and you just you just keep putting it in there and it doesn't air dry. Yeah. It just sits there. The only thing that's going to cure it is like, you know, black light.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. And you sell the lights too, right? Yeah, of yeah. course.
1: And then, you know, that's the beauty too is that the, this stuff is doesn't shrink. You could take your bait, cure it, and literally wrap it in bubble wrap, put it in a box, and ship it. If there's no gassing, yeah, you know. So the advantage of of a manufacturer using something like this is huge, yeah. giant. It's giant, you know, because you're not sitting around waiting for them to, to dry. You can just go right into production, and they're they're done. They're ready to be packaged and put up. You don't have to like have your whole giant room full of hanging baits. You know, you it's done. It's cured. Set put the next rack out. You
0: know, when, when guys are going to repaint, I've had this question a couple of times, guys said, uh, say you're repainting a, you know, a, a swim bait and, mm-hmm. uh, how much do you want to sand off just to get the clear off?
1: I mean, you know, it's like building a building all the way to the stars. It's going to be weaker, uh-huh. you know, I mean, less with some of the engineers and the aliens are good at that, too, of course. <laughs> but the, the engineering of that, anytime it's thicker paint, it's more susceptible to, you know, chips and cracking and stuff. So, you know, if you can take it down. And then reapply, that's going to be the best. But okay. let's say you've got a great foundation, good adhesion. You just really, really need adhesion. So a Scotch-Brite, a red Scotch-Brite will do what they call a mechanical tooth. Okay. It's mechanical. Chemical tooth, that's going to either mean adhesion promoter, right? Mm-hmm. Totally use that, blow that on there, and you're good to go. Okay. But, I mean, it's, you know, for retouching baits, I, you know, we try to keep everything as thin as possible, but there's no problem with going back and retouching them. Okay. And then even with the clean armor, that I prefer to sand it because it's so impregnable. It like nothing really gets into it. Adhesion yeah. promoter helps, but um, we have another one coming out. They made an actual adhesion promoter for, for the, the clean armor. Okay, yeah. So it's a clean armor adhesion promoter. So that if it needs to stick to itself, it's we've got the best best version of that coming out soon.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, that, I think that's going to be a big game changer. What is that brush? Right, Is that the, um, oh,
1: this is just something that's coming out. We, uh, we, you know, the bait industry, the are eclipse, you know, which mm-hmm. is our number one kind of selling airbrush, gravity fed airbrush. Uh, we have adapters for other airbrushes as well, but we use this little device to do dry flake or even like corroded metals with our irons and our coppers. Mm-hmm. The advantage of that is you don't, you can use some of these like fine and medium flakes that won't go through an airbrush.
0: Oh, I have hell trying to do it sometimes. And if you. The little fine one on the yep, inner
1: clear, I'm like, yep. it works sometimes. Yep. <laughs> and if you mix, if you actually mix flake in a clear coat, like a two part clear, and then spray it, mm-hmm. every layer is stacking because it's inside there. Mm-hmm. That makes it difficult to clear that bait. You're clearing it, curing it, and sanding it, clearing yeah. it, it to get the flake buried, right? So we tend to, in the bait world, try to go with the smaller flakes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, They'll go for the guys that have nozzles big enough or they'll really nozzle up, but you're still weakening the bait by putting so much of that on there. This UVLS clear is a slower drying water base. I use that just like I did here. can spray that right on um, and then blow the, the flake dry. Okay. The other thing about blowing flake is it makes a mess, a huge mess. <laughs> and if it's inside of a clear coat, it sticks to everything. Yeah. And now you've got flake on everything. So I like taking a piece of butcher paper or masking paper, and blowing my clear, you know, on there, and then using it dry because I can vacuum it, I can hose it, can True. sweep it, and more importantly, I can fold it up in the paper and reclaim it and put it right back into my container. Mm-hmm. So the dry flake gun it oscillates and creates uh, a turbulent uh, motion in the jar and then siphons it out and okay. it's directional. So you just basically can lay down that clear or a regular two-part clear. You could like put one coat of regular clear, dry flake it all. And then continue with the clear. Or we have another product called Marbleizer. Mm-hmm. And I was going to bring this panel because so many of you guys don't know about this. And <laughs> give it, the juice away. It is. It screams fish. Yeah. All the way through. What it is, is it, the most popular one is the one that we sell pre-mix called Silver White Marbleizer. Okay. And this is also a fantastic ground coat for the candy. So I'll give you an example. Let's say we painted a bait black. Okay. And we wanted this really cool, like, mackerel-looking, you know, texture. All you have to do is literally, for two seconds, shake the bottle, put it right in the airbrush, blow the whole bait, take a piece of cellophane, wrap it, and then unwrap it, and you've got this insane, really thin, marbleized texture. Yeah. It's done. That's cool. And the bait will look awesome. Mm -hmm. And now, you can go, because candies don't go over black, but you could shade a variety of candies over the silver white marbleizer. So the candy will only show up over the silver white pattern, but it creates a pattern. You could even use like an old bristle brush or something, Mm -hmm. but you can manipulate the pearl into doing like textures, but the cellophane makes it look insane.
0: Oh, that's in just two
1: seconds. It's an automotive product. And it's, it's just one of those things that we're seeing come full circle again. When I show the bait guys go, Whoa. (laughs) And then we even make a, a marbleizer now in an aerosol can that you can shoot that is in there already Uh right Um, and it's chameleon colors so we have other colors of the marbleizer you could take any dry pearl powder and put it in the clear marbleizer that we sell okay so clear marbleizer is also a base coat for our dry flake
0: wow
1: so guys that want to just have clear marbleizer aerosol soak it dry flake it done because it's because the marbleizer doesn't dry right away so it allows you to manipulate it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it is, I'm telling you when you guys start that's some using cool it, stuff, man. And a little like cost wise goes a very long way.
0: Even with the clear, I bought the gallon of the UC uh, house of colors and I've had it. I mean, I painted thousands of leadheads, you know, mm-hmm. that big, but I've had it forever. You know, it's great. It works really good. Yeah. And it, it's a little, t- figuring out the humidity has been the hardest thing for me with dry times. Yeah. It's like, man, it, that plays such a big factor. Yeah, you know. it, it does with everything with yeah. water base yeah. I and mean, it's paint. You know, yeah, that's been been a big learning curve I mean, for me. Be for sure, thankful you're in California. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> right.
1: difficult. All my boys out in uh, you know Florida, I I go out oh, there and boat no. the intercoastal and stuff. And uh-huh. you know, it's just as you know, so humid, and Gosh. they just deal with so many factors in the painting industry.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you have to have like a controlled environment where you're painting. It's not. yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's difficult at times. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, I also want to hit about. Uh,
1: there was one more other thing I wanted to talk about, and I completely forgot it. <laughs> Shit. Well, we covered clear coat. Yeah, no, no.
0: There was a lot of cool stuff. I had, I had a couple Stencils questions. Stencils and
1: mask. You know. Yeah. I use oh, the. Uh, I use the blue mask. What you know, about
0: for... clearing a paint? Do you do you uh, thin your paint out, or do you strain your paint?
1: Do I strain it on the
0: hairbrush? I've seen people do that. Do you think there's a need for that
1: in the urethanes? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. Water base. You know, but if you're using that emulsifier and everything else, no. Okay. Um, I mean, if you want to and you feel it's improving it, great. But if you don't see any big chunks in the strainer, then you're re- you, there's really no purpose. Yeah. A strainer is to get anything that might be dry inside the bottle. So if you have an older bottle of paint or something like that, okay. then it might behoove you to, to strain it. But these are, these are ground up pigments. These are not like, you know, and that's what I've always told people that try to get like house paint and thin it. You can thin it till the cows come home. It's not ground up fine enough. Mm-hmm. And so you just, you end up going out of the, the zone of, of the binder, you know? And so I'm like, yeah, it's not really the same. These are airbrushable and we have for brush the Createx Wicked Opaques. Okay. Phenomenal. This is a whole other uh, ball game because they're bright opaques. They're not pastel. Okay. Usually it's something that's opaque has a lot of white in it. So if you're looking for like solid graphic ground coat colors that adhere really good, the Wicked Opaques, also you don't have to add the UVLS. Oh, perfect. They've already done it. Okay. They've added it to that particular product line. So can you add a little more? Sure. But that stuff's pretty amazing.
0: No, it's, it's, uh, all this information has been great. Um,
1: let's, do you have a website as well too, right? They Absolutely. Can, plug, can
0: you plug the website and the location? In yeah,
1: it's uh, coasthairbrush.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're right there on Anaheim Boulevard in Lincoln, although we are looking at another building. Oh, man, really? Possible move in the next month. So far, uh, no, it'll be right over by Anaheim stadium. Okay. So, uh, you know, we're just look. it's an opportunity to move into a totally refurbished building with a lot of parking and, you know, and just, we want to start bringing back our street events and, you know, we'll invite everybody, you know, I mean, when we did our events back in the day, we had motorcycle guys with fine art guys with low riders, with hot rodders. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. You know, uh, you know, you see, you see all the Vato's hanging out in the corner, <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it broke down barriers. And friends of mine that, you know, I'm just that white boy surfer that, you know, appreciates that culture. And I love it. I love lowriders. But it's all,
0: it's cool because it all goes hand in hand because it's like, you're still doing, you're doing the same thing. You're painting the
1: same thing. using the same paint. Oh, and as freaky and as crazy as you bait guys are, we want you there. (laughs) That's my whole point is if we've got guys showing bait and we got people showing lowriders or whatever, it's still painting and you're still going, Oh my gosh, I could apply that to this. And yeah. so it's the cross pollination of what makes for a really, really great picture, you know, and that's, uh, that's bringing different people together, you know, different products and different walks of life. And man, it's amazing, you know, and just people that are into, into a, a hobby. You'd be surprised the automotive guys. That's what we kind of call it, but that's what bait really is. is mm-hmm. automotive painting driven. Yeah. You know? So,
0: that's no, really cool i mean you you've made a big impression on the fishing industry so thank you it's cool to have you on appreciate it and it's an uh, honor hopefully you have some events soon we could all attend It'd be absolutely great. and i'm thank sure you you'll so see much. a lot of these guys soon coming into the shop <laughs> all right thank you guys